Um, thanks to Justin from Sparkle Plenty. He bought our album online, and you can get that at uh, businessdicks.herenow.com. Uh, you can buy it. On, you can listen to it on Spotify. You can buy it on um, all platforms, iTunes, etc. So if you'd like to buy IPO Business Dick's first album, we're working on our next one um, in in cyberspace at the moment because we haven't been able to have a practice at all, unfortunately. I know that Justin is in three bands at the moment and their guys have all been tested and they're uh, in rehearsal studios having a good old time with their drumming and their playing. Uh, He's a great drummer, by the way, so if you ever get a chance to see Sparkle Plenty, please uh, go and support them. I'm going to be signing off now, so uh, this is the this is mic number two, and I'm just going to close what I've opened. And oh my gosh, let's hopefully I can do this without uh, wrecking the internet any more than it was before. Um, I'm going to cancel that. I'm going to tune this up, and that was my two hours up. I'm kind of glad it's over, as I'm sure you are too. <laughs> so I'm going to put on morning train here. I'm not sure what that is, or Bughouse Square. Um, I think there's a there's quite a big choice of big choice of uh, things for you to listen to now, and I'm just going to put it on randomly. I think we did balanced breakfast last week. Let's do Big Monday Show. So, uh, hope you're all having a great time out there. Have a great week, and I'll see you for one final show or the start of my new career next week. I might be getting. Having to walk the plank. We'll see what Pamtastic says about that. Or the captain of our ship. But maybe walking the plank and maybe getting keel-hauled as well. So um, thank you everyone for listening. And here's the Big Monday show for you on Mutiny Radio. I hope. Okay, it doesn't look like that one's going to work. Maybe I've got something not on. My dear, sweet, mutant radio listener. Signing off now. Thank you for listening. (laughs) It's 6 o'clock, it's Monday night. It's usually time for the Joke Workshop. But as we know, comedy is dead. Everywhere. Uh, COVID is around and we don't know what's going on. It's a Memorial Day weekend. I saw a lot of pictures from Dolores Park and Ocean Beach. Lots of people just out and about going about their barbecuing lives. I'm out here at Mutiny Radio. I also have a barbecue going. Five legs and thighs together, spiced, ready to go for whatever comedians show up to do this with me. What could this possibly be? Woo! Uh, well, I f- was gifted. Uh, if you listen to Mutiny Radio, you know that Flat Black Plastic is one of the amazing shows that we have here. It's every Saturday from noon to two. Scotto Walker plays all vinyl. He is a collector, of, amazing collector, and he finds things all over the place and then gifts them out because he's a gem. And he gave me this new deep this new this old dvd this old comedy dvd and it has 
I didn't know Kelsey Grammer did comedy. I didn't know Jason Alexander did comedy. There's names on this I don't know. There's also Adam Sandler. No him. A Jenny Jones. What? But it's uh, this was produced in 2001, and it's clips of comedy from the 90s when it was hot, hot, hot. It's still hot. It's dead, but it's hot. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, chilling, hanging out. Maybe people will come. Maybe they won't. I don't want people to gather, but I did bring chicken just in case because comedians are starving. And if four of them came here, we would not be gathering. <laughs> it's Memorial Day. Someone come hang out with me. All right. That being said... Laughing Out Loud, America's comedians, featuring classic comedy performances by Tim Allen, Bobby Collins, Caroline Ray, Cheech Marin, Richard Belzer, Diane Ford, Louie Anderson, and Carrot Top. Carrot Top? Hey, look at that damn bozo had a kid. Look at that, that. Yeah, look a little bored, could you? Okay, cool. <laughs> you think you look like an idiot? Check this out. <laughs> Anybody? No, it's not Pippi Longstock. And look, it's the Wendy's girl. I'm Wendy. I never knew it. <laughs> I never knew, you know? Yeah. I, I pulled in the drive-thru. They're like, damn, she's here. Clean up. Wendy's here. I never thought she'd come on the weekend. And I'm all right. I just sit home and build stuff. Here's the Pete Rose commemorative cap. It's a collector's item. I made that. I invented a, look, an alarm clock to keep from hitting the snooze button in the morning. Where the hell have you been? I don't know. I made a look at this. I invented this, a baseball jersey with rollers on the chest. So when they slide... Here he goes right now. How do you stop this damn thing? Maybe it's just me. I just saw a commercial on MTV. Bon Jovi. You seen it? If you're homeless, listen to me. If you're homeless, you don't have a damn TV. Got a sign in the park or something, you know? The host for 2020 wears glasses. I swear to God, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. There's a, a one-hour photo lab down the street here. There's a 15-minute parking sign in front of it. I had to move my car four times to get the dang film out. Look at this. I invented this. I kept locking my keys in the car, so I just put them on a coat hanger. We're locked out. Give me a second. Here's my new Frisbee I made. Just put a dog on it. So when you throw to wear on airplanes. You can see them crying, but you can't hear them anymore. <laughs> I went to 
a celebrity auction man picked up Jimmy Swaggart's Bible. Wow, it's amazing. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon has a book on cassette tape. But the tapes are gone! <laughs> <laughs> Look, Sinead O'Connor has her own shampoo out, I swear to God. Is comedy easier in the 90s or what? Here's something really neat. Look at this. Have y'all seen these things right here? These are cool. Have you seen these? Right? Right? These are old. You know there's no dog in there, right? You do know there's no dog in there. What you do is you strap your dog in it and let it walk around by itself. It works in my neighborhood. Hell, I don't know. Want to have a great time? Take a no U-turn sign. Put it on a dead-end street. <laughs> how, how do we get back? <laughs> come on, we'll get it tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> There's a sign. You seen this one? Keep off median. You're doing 70 miles an hour. They put a sign up. Keep off median like you've ever wrote. You know, honey, the smooth stuff sucks. Want to cut the grass? <laughs> That's like putting a sign up that says, now keep on bridge. <laughs> oh, darn, we're getting a ticket. See a sign back there, kids? Oh, <laughs> On the airplane, I even brought it. If you cannot read this card, please tell one of the crew members. of too much spare time, I'm sitting home and I'm thinking, this is funny. You, you know, you have someone coming over, you don't have time to vacuum the rug, but you want the lines on there? Yeah. Ding dong, hold on one second. I need a job. Right on, y'all, cool, you can use these things too. This is a, a winter coat for hitchhikers, kind of keeps them in cool, nice and warm. Don't you think? I think we need to learn to relax, have a good time, right? Yeah. Right. Next time you pull on the drive-thru, make one of these things up right here, keep in your car. You know, come to the drive-thru window, just reach inside the drive-thru window with this. Hey, give me fries! Hey! <laughs> well, think about it. If we all did this tomorrow, at the same Burger King, <laughs> that little girl all stressed out, they've been doing this all day long. <laughs> doing what, Barbara? Putting their hands in here on sticks. <laughs> they always close that window. Leave it open! Hey! can do that stuff, you know? <laughs> Next time the cop gives you your ticket, go, yeah, I know, pal, here, put it with the other ticket. <laughs> or have your own radar gun in your car, so when the cop comes, yeah, you know how fast you were going? You know how fast you were going, pal? <laughs> or this, you know, they always ask you how fast you're going, do you ever know? No, no, I think if they're gonna ask you, they should make a gun that would show you. You know, he's hiding in the bushes, you come flying by, you can look over and check. Damn, 81! <laughs> then he asks you. You know, you get it right, you get like three bucks off for paying attention or something. Cool like that. <laughs> you know, I can always slow the show down a little bit if you want, you know. <laughs> or get them right back at the drive-thru. They pull up there, welcome McDonald's, they take your order.
Hot five from Next, Carrot Top. Louis Hot Anderson. five. have a couple minutes, so. <laughs> I haven't even done anything yet. That's a great response, though, isn't it? So, well, welcome to the show. We have a great show tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I just... You mean it's not? Geez, I'm getting laughs on the things I'm not supposed to. You're going to have to follow along, or else you're ahead of us on something. Are you using that psychic hotline, and you know what's coming? Is that it? I just flew in here, and I'm telling you, what is the story on flying? Now, I paid $800 for my ticket. And what's, what's so funny is how happy I am when I get a little bag of peanuts. <laughs> you know, they've really figured out how to make us happy. Eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars for a ticket, and they give you a little tiny bag of peanuts. And you're thrilled. Because you know how you know you're thrilled. Have they ever passed you by and not given you some? <laughs> what the heck's going on here? Is this a non-peanut section or what? And sometimes they give you a, you know, they come around, they say, you want another bag? I go, oh, no, four nuts was enough for me. Thank you, Louie. And now, here's Diane Ford. How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, swell. Well, I'm in a good mood today because I was shopping all day today. Don't you love to shop? <laughs> Women love to shop. Men don't love to shop. Men just love to sit in those little chairs and look pissed. <laughs> we do the same thing to them at sporting events, so it makes up for it. <laughs> Men don't understand how to seduce women. Really, all they ever had to do is just walk up behind them and whisper in their ears, 75% off. <laughs> we stop like a deer in headlights. suits. I hate bathing suits. I don't know why we all can't be shaped like the 18-year-old boys they design them for. They must search the whole world to find elastic that falls apart as soon as you hit the water. Last summer I was doing the side stroke in this pool. My left breast was floating alongside next to me. I thought everybody was pointing at me because I'm such a good swimmer. pool toy. <laughs> a flotation device. When I was a kid, I had a great bathing suit. Had a great big skirt on it. That's a good bathing suit to give a kid, because it'll sink them. <laughs> My mom had the best bathing suit. She had one of those black bathing suits with the huge pink flowers all over it. And then she had a black bathing cap with pink rubber flowers all over it. Like she was wearing a non-skid bath mat on her head. <laughs> Guys' bathing suits, they haven't changed too much throughout the years. They either have those tight trunks or those loose trunks or those disgusting bikini things. <laughs> Make you want to lose your lunch. <laughs> if I wanted to see a behind like that, I'd have somebody over to fix my refrigerator. <laughs> Union man. 
Starting with women like shopping, going through the 90s so it's hits. A brand new year. Women You're not are different fast than men. Is it? Because it's going real fast for me. And somebody was telling me that's a sign of getting older when the year goes by really fast. You know what else is a sign of getting older? When you see that ad for that thing that lifts you out of the chair and you start thinking it's a good idea. <laughs> Your aerobics changed last year, huh? Went from high impact to low impact. I hope next year they find a way for us to do it sitting down and eating. <laughs> Maybe having a beer. Of course, then they'd have to call it bowling. <laughs> last year went to some weird places. The weirdest trip I went on last year was to Huntsville, Alabama. Not exactly a vacation mecca, old Huntsville. That was a weird trip. Some of my trips start out weird. They just keep going weird. You know, I changed planes in Atlanta, Georgia to get over there. Picked up an Atlanta newspaper, opened it up. There's a one-page ad in the middle of the paper. says, attention illiterates. <laughs> when I see that ad on the cable station for that 1-800-HEARING-HELPLINE. <laughs> I always call it up and go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> People say weird things to you in the South. Men say weird things to you in the South. I was standing there after this show in Huntsville, and I'm a little knock-kneed anyway, but this guy comes walking up to me. He goes, ooey girl, you couldn't stop a pig in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sweet talker. <laughs> like if I was in a ditch with a pig, I'd want to stop it. What's that supposed to mean, anyway? I'm trying to be nice to the guy. I told him I was hungry. I figured he'd recommend a good local restaurant. Wouldn't you think that's what someone would do? Uh-uh. He starts telling me how to make a sandwich. <laughs> you know, first you gotta get yourself some Whipper bread. Set yourself slice that Whipper bread down the little table. Then you gotta get yourself some Duke's mayonnaise. You ain't got Duke's, you ain't got no mayonnaise. Might as well put that bread away. <laughs> that's a big old slice of by-day onion, big old beefsteak tomato, and ooey girl. You got a sandwich or twang your buds. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna go write that down now so I don't screw it up. <laughs> Got a lot of people dating in here tonight? Are y'all on dates? Where are you, daters? No, no, all the tropes. They're the same. No. Yeah, all right. What did you Tinder? Good. I'll tell you what, I don't think I'd want to date Wait, if I was a guy. It must be really hard on guys because. Guys just got really good at lying about how many women they have had. Now they got to figure out how to lie about how many women they haven't had. <laughs> blind dates are the worst for women, though. So every time a woman gets a blind date, she thinks, oh, this could be the one, the answer to all my problems. Because <laughs> our friends lie to us, that's why. Open up that door, it's a guy four foot six, one hair coming out of each eyebrow. And he wants to go dancing. <laughs> Most women would follow a man frown for months if he'd only tell her her legs look good in flats. Well, what are the odds of that happening? You gotta be wearing those nine inch spike heels before a guy'll say, But baby, to make your leg look so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm sure it's worth crippling my spine for you. Here, thank you. <laughs> 
feminism. I've dated a lot. I like the wrong kind of guy. The only kind of guy I was ever interested in was the wrong kind of guy. And once a year, that craziest thing of all would happen to me. Some voice somewhere inside of me telling me it was time for me to fall in love, to find that special someone just once a year. So I'd strap on my love radar. <laughs> tell you something. If there was a total jerk-off within 150 miles, <laughs> boy, I'd hone in on that guy. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> I've been feeling a little too good about myself lately. Coming into my life so I could much. feel like a piece of lint again. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Look at that! These are all hot fives. These are all hot fives. I have five different CDs. These are five CDs well, from, from the 90s. I wish I could remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> I remember when right, Reagan was funny? This is great. This is the surgical instrument. Bring this over here. This is great. Come here. We got camera. This is camera three, right? It's Richard Belzer. Is this camera three? Yeah. Camera one. So two and three cover me on one. Now lower I, just a little bit. Also, Kelsey lower, Grammer lower, is on right. this and Jason Turn Alexander. Turn to the left a little. They're comics? Cough. Cough. Okay, thank you. That camera's fine. I guess everybody did comedy in the 90s. They put up a, they put up a brick wall and they were like, like okay, space camera. there you go. Because everyone's constantly it's laughing like at everything Vader's they do. Darth Vader's birth control device, doesn't it? <laughs> Nice camera here from the planet. Oh, thank you very much. War of the Worlds. The, the agent for War of the Worlds, ladies and gentlemen. The agent for War of the Worlds. How are you? Nice to see you. Great. You know... <laughs> get in, get out. How are you, babe? How's it going, all right? Everything okay? You've covered sports, haven't you? Have, do you ever cover a sporting event? Yes. <laughs> a true cameraman doesn't speak. The cameraman, the camera nodded for that. The opening act was Carrot Head, Carrot Top, and he did all prop comedy like a fucking hack. It was amazing. It was all prop comedy, the whole thing. You're just in love. No, it's nice that you have your hand up to the elbow, upper dress. That's very, very subtle and. Well, it's good to be friends with the Russians, isn't it? Yeah, right, sure. <laughs> no, I got the Russian. I don't trust the Russians, and I'll tell you why. This, I know this is bad for detente, but whatever you want to call it, um, we've had a problem with them for a long time. But the thing that really threw me about the Russians is when Chernobyl occurred, they had a nuclear meltdown, and the Russians pretended like nothing was happening. They wouldn't What's have old is new again? Others you know, countries around Russia were affected by, like, cows in Sweden started to be born with two heads, and people in Poland Russians started getting smarter. So you knew that there was, you knew there was an accident. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, like so edgy. But you know, yeah. like, there's no reason for those jokes. Yeah. Okay. They're just jokes out of the void. They have no history to them. Yeah. Look at him be edgy, Richard Belzer. No one even knows who he is anymore. Come on. Well, I live here now. I live in L.A. Well, yeah. It's really CSI. different than New York. It's a little, it's a little different. It's bum, three bum. hours and five years behind New York. No, I don't mean to demean L.A. because L.A. demeans itself. But, you know, I've always felt that... No, I, I, because the people here, for some reason, when they talk, 
It's like evolution took a left in L.A. When people talk here, they go up and down like, like their spines aren't fully developed. You know, like, oh, you're from New York? Oh, wow. Avocados? Wow. You can stand still, I'm getting motion sickness over here. And L.A. cops and New York cops are totally different. L.A. cops are very strict, as you know. New York cops are very laid back. You'd be driving down the street in New York, beer between your legs, seatbelt flapping out the door, and go through five red lights. New York cop will go, give me coffee on the way back. And L.A., the cops are, all right, pull over, your left speaker's out. You don't have Dolby? Spread them. <laughs> and that's why people become that way. And I'll, oh, sorry, officer, sorry. <laughs> so it's not really demeaning, it's fear, I guess. <laughs> and earthquakes are a pretty exciting thing to happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things could happen to you in New York, but the earth never opens up and says, check, please. <laughs> <Don't do that. laughs> My first earthquake experience was very sobering, very serious. I was in bed with my future ex-fiance. And, uh, and we were, you know, we were, we were doing something. Uh, we were engaged in some activities. And all of a sudden, the bed started shaking a little more. I figured, I'm definitely going to marry this woman. This is great. Then the room started shaking. Then the earth started shaking. I figured, hey, I'm the greatest piece of in the world. Yeah. You ever notice when little kids get embarrassed, they always lift up whatever they have on, like... Little boys lift up their jackets, little girls lift their dresses over their head. I think we never should stop doing this as adults. Well, say you're a chick, you're going for a job, you don't think you're going to get the job. Lift your dress up over your head. Say, I want the job, I need a job. Probably get the job, you know what I'm saying? Just a theory may not be true. I'd like to play the piano for you now, ladies and gentlemen, if I may. Yeah. What can't Richard like Belzer do? Can you cover this? Okay. <laughs> but I don't play the piano, so uh, I'd like to play, but I don't I don't actually play. I'd like to, though. Oh, look at that classic joke circumvented our idea. Oh, look at that. Classic <laughs> twist. To all the girls who I took $10 from their purse before. <laughs> do you ever notice that all male nightclub singers do the same thing when they come out? They'll give you this move, right? Everything's gonna be okay as soon as I get my neck fixed. <laughs> what kind of neck is this? <laughs> so Sinatra sings. You can't make fun of Frank. You can make fun of the Pope, you can make fun of the President, you can't make fun of Frank. I don't know what the big deal is, he's only a singer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, Frank, sorry. Sorry, Mrs. Sinatra, the way kids walk, I know, I figured out why black people walk the way, the reason black people walk the way they do is because for hundreds of years, black people have been denied the use of white bathrooms. That's how the walk evolved. Like a black guy walk up to a white place, ask if he's the bathroom. Say, okay, is the bathroom? No? 
a good night. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. And now, Cheech Marin. Thank you. Yeah, they, they didn't tell me people were going to be out here. <laughs> you know, it's really nice uh, being at the Improv. I haven't been here for many years, and actually, uh, I want to share something with you that probably not a lot of people know. Like, so many young comics, uh, I owe it all to be, but hey, sound. <laughs> I thought it was just me. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> is he talking or isn't he? Who gives a... <laughs> Anyways, like um, a lot of young comics, uh, I would all to Bud Friedman. Uh, I'd like to explain, uh, in the mid-60s, Tommy Chong and I came to town and we were a couple of fresh-faced kids and we walked into the improvisation and we did our act. And we were really new and kind of wrong. We really didn't know what we were talking about or doing. And as we walked off stage, Bud Friedman said something to me that changed my life forever. He turned to me and said, want to buy some dope? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. We gave him 10 bucks, he gave us a nickel bag. And so we went home and wrote, you know, and the next thing I knew was 10 years later, I had $5 million in the bank. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bud. I'll never forget that. As a matter of fact, that's how he got his name, Bud. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding, just kidding. So, uh, how many people remember those movies I used to do with Chong? That's great, because I don't, man. <laughs> what happened to them? Were they any good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, thank you. So now I'm on the Golden Palace, and it's great because we have the Golden Girls, and they're very hip, you know? And uh, nobody really believes that, but yesterday Estelle Getty came up to me and gave me a hit of Afrin. Like, God, Estelle, this is great. Where'd you get this stuff? She said, Bud Friedman. Thank you, Cheech. Next on stage, Caroline Ray. How are you? What is this, SPCA night? Stop it. I know that my skirt is too tight. It's because I have the opposite of anorexia. I think I'm thin. <laughs> Jump on the punchline, thanks so much. <laughs> I went to the hairdresser today and I asked for a trim, but apparently the woman thought I said, make me look like an astronaut's wife. <laughs> gets her hair done every single week. And when she gets it done, she looks like she's wearing an L.A. Rams helmet. You know what I mean? She brings a picture of Margaret Thatcher to the hairdresser with her. Like this, but higher. And when she goes swimming, she's never gotten it wet in her entire life. Hey, hey, you kids, don't splash me. I've just had my hair done. 
Betty, darling swimsuit. Where'd you get that? Talbot's? It's precious. <laughs> and then she's in the shallow end for about half an hour before she gets in doing this, putting the water all over her body. <laughs> so my body doesn't go into shock. I'm like, Mom, it's a country club. People pee in the pool. <laughs> my mother's bridge group is so catty. They all wear catheters for fear of leaving the room and being talked about. Kind of crowd. It was very embarrassing though, because uh, my, uh, my mother came to visit me recently and she took off her makeup with one of my today sponges. <laughs> oh, darling, these are fabulous. Oh, I love them. They're the cutest things. They have a handle. They're precious. First I was mad, and then I thought, hey, at least they're getting used. <laughs> you know what's a funny form of contraceptive? The pill. Because you have to keep on taking it every day on a daily basis, regardless of what's going on in your love life. Okay. So it's so nice during those lulls to have a daily reminder. No one in my life. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had to wear a condom for 30 days before it was any good? Day 28. Someone might call. She does have great hair, though. I can't see if it is. It is her hair, though. It's really fluffy. You're frightening. So. Before hair extensions. Child, youngest for three girls. Typical youngest child. Dates come to pick me up. I automatically get in the back seat. Um, Punching down at herself. Look at that. Classic. It's embarrassing, though, because my sisters are incredibly successful. And, you know, they're sitting around talking about what to get my mother for Christmas. And they're like, well, maybe we should get her a Rolex. And they just look at me. And you just make another nice card. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Christmas because my parents are divorced. And so every Christmas, we all have to call my father. So we're sitting at my, my mother's house. We're all sitting there around the phone, my sisters and my mother. And we call up and we're like, hi. Hi, Dad. I just want to say Merry Christmas. And then my sister's like, did you get the tie? Ask me if he got the belt. And my mother, ask him if he's happy he ruined our lives. <laughs> he says, no, no, yes. <laughs> I'm single. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, yes, I am. <laughs> um, my mother thinks I'm too aggressive with men because I had my last boyfriend put to sleep. And, uh, I felt really bad because he knew where we were going as soon as he got in the car. <laughs> it took me forever to get him in that little carrier. God. to put a beer in it. Come on, honey, get it. There you go. I went out with a newscaster for a while, but he drove me crazy because every time we were in bed, everything he said sounded like he was delivering the news. And he thought he was so funny. He'd say things like, this just in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a clean joke. Back to you, Damn Caroline. <laughs> I guess I should have known my relationship was over, but you try and ignore those telltale signs, you know? Three in the bed where there used to be two. Maybe it got smaller. No. Him going out, always introducing me as his sister. You know, stuff like that. Um, 
you know what I hate being single is when you have to walk down the street and pass construction workers and they always say something disgusting to you? <laughs> you just walk along, mind your own business, and suddenly one of them goes, Maria. <clears throat> like, what do they think? I'm going to run over and go, Tony, is that you? <laughs> Hi. That was a West Side Story joke. If they could show me, like, one marriage that has come from this kind of an introduction. <laughs> Besides Elizabeth Taylor. Um, <laughs> really, what do they think the kids say? Mommy, how did you and Daddy meet? Well, there I was walking along the street one day, and uh, your father screamed the most disgusting things at me. <laughs> Something about wanting to eat his lunch off my ass. <laughs> turned on, I threw myself into the back of his truck. <laughs> it's never going to happen. She put her microphone away, she thought she was done, but she keeps going. She's over five, Good. but she's killing uh, I'm totally sick of dieting. I'm not going to do it again. It's because the only reason we do it because of these ridiculous stereotypes on the cover of magazines, these skinny freaks of nature. I think we should be able to buy magazines in sizes. Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> I'll have Cosmopolitan in a 16. Yeah. And for my husband, I'll have the balding, sagging butt GQ. <laughs> Bobby Collins. I haven't had Mexican oh, food no, I in two years. I had Mexican food last night. Now I know why it waited two years beforehand. I couldn't make it out the door. I swear to God, I'm walking out there. I had like Jiffy Pop in my underwear. I'm like... Opening the pizza like a professional. By the time I got to my car, seven we're pulling on me. Get out of here, will you? Get out of here. Oh, God. And I still feel it. I woke up last night. You know, you wake up in that haze. I thought I saw a donkey in my bedroom. And I'm waking up the wife because I didn't know if it was reality. And it's looking at me going, nah, nah. Going, honey, honey, wake up. There's a donkey right in the bedroom there. There's no donkey. Now I'm making deals with the donkey. I'm like, donkey, come on, yeah, honey. Yeah. Oh, God. I came in from Miami. Yeah, hey, look, you know, I feel bad for people with the hurricanes and Homestead and this and that. He's not feel killing bad, it bro, right but now. These, the people in the trailer parks. so well. Didn't they ever see, He's like, the wind nice of the He's a and I'm really appreciating his... Amazing. I mean, these Chitty natural pants. disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, they're whipping around up there. They know the each mullet. other. They're like Fred. Yeah, drill the shoulder pads. Yeah. This is like 1996. And then they interview these people. They had like the one goal. guy on. Very well. There was some dental problems. Little problems. They had like one tooth. <laughs> one tooth. I'm watching here in Los Angeles, and the guy's like, um, and they're asking him, did you know a hurricane was coming? Well, yeah, I Chip in, buy him a fridge. Come on, come on, he's spitting on the camera. Did he just go full retard? And then the newsman's embarrassed, and they're going, well, what why didn't you Tom leave? Cruise? Never go full retard. Oh, well, what, what movie was that? Uh, Tropic Thunder. 
Wheel of Fortune. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you. Robert so, and I'm down there, the Robert longest Dungeon. lights in the world. You stop off at a red light in this Miami. This is Richard Belzer and board. <laughs> Two people, the car next to me, the people, they were dead. He's tired. He's, yeah, no, the and the people, he's getting them back. He's just, on this one, not my favorite yet. He's moving then a you lot. Go, then you pull into this, I pull into this gas station that you can buy, like, gas and, like, furniture, anything, anything. <laughs> I did, I walked in there, I go, excuse me, can I have some uh, pump number seven, and uh, how much is that couch? <laughs> and they sold wedding cakes there. Who buys a wedding cake from the Chevron Mini Mart? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mary, great dresses for the bridesmaids. Where'd you get your cake? Chevron Mini Mart. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. And then I go up there, and the guy, uh, Mabutu, or whatever, the, and the guy, and they don't know, and you're in America learning. It's just learning. 96, the they didn't give a yeah. fuck, yo. Oh, we're getting booze and claps. He's being edgy. Raises Jones a little bit, bro. I swear to God, the guy went, oh, no, 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 no. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. Pump number seven, and I'll pay for this here. Uh, no, 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 no. That's why these people get killed. You're like, ah, oh, I'll kill you. Wow. And how much is that trailer? Is that your trailer in the back there? Oh, uh, yeah, that's my trailer. Wow. So there's two He's like uh, Andrew me. Dice Clay with women, now except I'm, I'm an impatient brown New people. Yorker. I'm what standing there. There's one lady fallback. writing a check. So this I'm like, you know, ah, come on. This is, the, but this, people this like, stuff, this everyone crazy? was getting a hot five. Other people on this, we're going to see Adam Sandler later. We're going to see, on the next one, Chris Rock. Jim Carrey's up soon, up next, I think. Yeah, Jim Carrey's up next. So let's just sit through and wait this bullshit out. Yeah. He kept his microphone in the stand. Like he knows he's gonna leave. Like he knows it's almost over. I can't wait to see him, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey as a stand-up is he's all act outs. He's amazing. People are nuts looking at him. Oh God, online. You are losing. I came home. Yeah, I love my dog. Love my dog. I walked in the house. Usually, I got a golden retriever. My dog's usually like when you walk in, hello, Bobby, where you been? I love you so much. Give me a cat. <laughs> I walk in, and he's like behind the couch, giving me a look like, oh, uh, you're home. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? I'm like, what's the matter? Where'd Bobby Collins go? Is that where he is? Oh, my gosh. My so, Pancake's showing me new Bobby Collins day. now that he's shaved his mullet off, there. and he looks much different. There was smoke. Is he still doing comedy? He looks respectable, and he's releasing and books. And the dog's giving me okay. a look like... Uh, Maybe he's a better writer, like, Billy uh, Collins. Four big isn't. black dogs came in here. See, four big black dogs. Why do you have to say black dogs? Because he's all on the racism tip. But 20 years ago, I guess that was... And my wife's ready to hit him. Different. And I'm looking at him like, well, did you see what they look like? But I remember with the, you know, hickory dickory dock, this bitch is such a, sucking my cock. Like, that was all, I mean, that's Andy Dice Clay, but... Thank you, Bobby. Back in now these days. Here comes Jim Carrey. Ah! Starting with his arm broken over his amazing double jointed shoulders, just showing it off. 
like a champion. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, feeling a little strange tonight, and I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> it's like a fake arm. It's amazing. No, I'm kidding you. That's just a little bit of a physical gag to get the show started off with a bang. And Well, you won't be seeing much more physical humor in my show. He <laughs> 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 just fell on the ground so fast. Like, fell backwards, dude. That was amazing. Look how young he is. Well, now that I'm warmed up, I'd... Uh, oh, my God. He looks like he's 22. <laughs> right now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take yeah. you all on a little trip down to Caesar's Palace in he's Las very Vegas. Well and I'd like to give you all a little taste of the Candy Man. So physical, so funny. Takes off the young I think it's an Elton John impression. Because he's got the weird glasses on. Right on, man. He's got his butt out, it's very funny. Ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to sing a really groovy song. It's, yeah, it's Sam something like this. <laughs> the man named Bojangles and he danced for you. Doing a crazy lazy eye thing, and his chin is. Whole five of this song, which is crazy. Come back and dance, 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 please. The applause breaks in the 90s were much bigger than they are now, I believe. They, they all the, the clap and everything. Now he's taking off his clothes. Love it. Love it. Taking, yeah, took off his... Mm. It is now audience participation time. When I count to three and I hold the mic over the audience, I want to hear everyone in this entire place bring down this roof. It's going to hurt, but it'll be fun, I swear. I want to hear you bring down this roof with your best, your most blood-curdling scream. <laughs> All that one. anger, let me have it. One, two, three! 
Cowards. Cowards! You wouldn't believe how much that turns me on. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get through the show without it, and I thank you. Uh... No, I'd like you to do that through this entire next song. <laughs> I would. Songs? I didn't know Jim Carrey did songs. Because here comes well, they're all the sexy, yeah, yeah. the incomparable Tom Jones! Yeah! Oh, dear Lord, he's dancing. Look at his butt. Yeah, he commits. He's committing. Here we go. Oh, shit. He's got some Andy Kaufman. He was Andy Kaufman in the movie. I can't believe that Jim Carrey just did impressions Thanks, of Jim. songs. Next up, Richard Lewis. Okay, so we have Richard Lewis, Tim Allen, and then it's over, and then we go to disc two. I just met Billy backstage, and I... Uh, I'm here to improv. I love it. I love your hot audience. I resent that I have to be here because I, I could have been a caterer one time, and... Uh, oh, yes. It's a frightening thing, but I'll try to come through for you and come through for myself, and... Uh, if he cut his hair, it'd be so cute. That's about it. I really don't have much more than that. I've been lying to people out here for years, and uh, it's very tough. I, used to, I, I like the improv because, uh, well, there's no other place to go. Am I going to Farmer's Market for the farm? That's what I'm performing. Farmer's Market. I'm out of therapy now. I had to continue to finish off. I had a furnished apartment. I just, I just flashed on this. It was like, uh, this looked like the apartment. This was like the furniture. They don't give you good stuff, by the way. You have to Take live with it. The whole piece. They force you. I had a, it was like a picture over my sofa. It was a black velvet picture of a rabbi and a Brahma bull. It was a depressing kind of thing. And, uh, you can't get it. You try to pull it off, and the person next door is trying to push it on. It's crazy. And uh, the first week, first week, I had a date. I'll never forget this. It was an important date for me. And uh, I wanted to see if I could date in a, in a furnished apartment. It was a new thing for me. And I used like the uh, coffee table. It looked like this. And it was like an ashtray. And uh, the woman said, uh, Richard, it's my voice. I must say now, my, my impressions are, it's the worst. And uh, I'm out of therapy. And yet I must date women that talk like me. I'm discouraged about that phenomenon. <laughs> But the woman said, can I have the ashtray? And I said, yes, you can. In my voice, it sounds like hers. That's why my act goes to the toilet, because no one understands. And uh, I picked up the ashtray, and it was riveted on. Everything is riveted on everywhere you go. So that was that. Was that. And, uh, and the mouse. The mouse was the uh, turning point. I saw a mouse. And uh, if you're a nervous person, a little high-strung, been in psychotherapy, and you see a mouse, forget it. It's like Bactari time in your house there. And uh, it was like, woo, woo. But that's not the... You know, I worked on that impression for three and a half months. 
That's a mouse. That's supposed to be a mouse, too. I don't know what that's a halibut. I don't know what that is either. That's a mouse. A mouse on acid. I don't know what that is. Yeah, but, uh, a mouse on acid. I saw the mouse, and I stood on the date was there, and I stood on the table, and uh, which is riveted on to the kitchen floor, and uh, even the Hoover was riveted on. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't move. You're, you have, they come to nail your feet down there. It's a horrible thing. And I stood up, and I saw the whoo, whoo, as if I should do it again. That's why I'm disgusted with myself. I saw the mouse there, and uh, he's kneeling on the stool. It's fine. Uh, He's just ripping with the crowd. I don't even know if he's actually said, doing a joke or not. I have to tell you what I said. Otherwise, this is a ridiculous situation. I'm in. I said, eek. You have to say eek. It's a thing. It, eek. You try to repress the eek. You have to say it. And then I went, there's a mouse in the house. You have to say eek and there's a mouse in the house. It's not hilarious. Look, I'm not going for jokes. Just for human relations here. That's really what I care about. <laughs> oh, they just faded into another part. They just cut his set. This isn't a straight set of five minutes. This is a, they faded in. Cheater. No, they didn't. It was a full... Everyone else was continuous. This, they just faded out and faded back in. Because he didn't have as good a set as he was hoping. And there was I saw Cleary, described him, and... Uh, I think the laugh break was too much. That's being very kind to uh, I mean, Richard Lewis. I was really depressed. I used to go to a guy in uh, Jersey, Sal, 40 bucks would be like a subscription book, you know, for like three years. It's like, but not Lafleur. Oh, but Sal was like, well, the whole thing. It's a good-looking guy uh, if you cut his hair. Uh, Lafleur was unbelievable. It was like 12 guys yeah, that opened heart surgery around my hair there. It was like, uh, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I, I, you know, you look good, though. For about a second and a half, they hold this mirror up. I think they glue another well, head I mean, onto he's... that mirror, I'm pretty sure. And I finally he get out of the keeps, chair. He just keeps saying words, and, and he's entertaining with his... Like, he's got the, the, the right energy, so... Say, I said, what he's saying isn't necessarily super I, funny, but me, he's I no funny. I thought you, I held this behind who held the blow. It was like a whole assembly line, like a, a Burl Ives folk song, the moose away, the cat away. I was so upset, I popped out of the chair. Maybe I was nuts, like I had a gun. I'm getting out of here now, you bastards. No more money, no more money. And they just looked at me, they were calm and cool, and they said, what do you use on your hair, Mr. Lewis? I'll tell you what I use. I'll tell you what I use. I use baby shampoo, my friends, okay? Because it's very easy, doesn't hurt the hair. And they laughed. They went, oh, 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 oh. They, they laughed like the modern airs in harmony there. And they wouldn't let me go. What guilt they were throwing. They opened up this big cabinet. It was like, ah, there's a thousand bottles of rinse and schmintz and grinch. I had to cash a bond to get out of this place. It was all right. Rinse number nine, let every hair have a follicle orgasm, and then put a litmus paper so it's gonna rain, you know, and, uh... This is your wonderful crowd, and uh, come back to the improv. What, what did he actually? He was just entertaining. Now here he comes, oh, Tim Allen. Hey, oh, here we go, Tim Allen. Nice to see you. I'm having a pretty bad week. I just got back from a kind of a family reunion, and I got seven brothers and two sisters, and I realize now, and I'm—I hate to admit it, but men are pigs. You women will agree, right? Men are pigs, right? He's very still, and he's leaving the microphone just yeah, in the just stand. Yeah, just too bad we own everything. <laughs> And he's very specific with his stuff. See, see how he's an actor. See how specific he is. Seven boys, two girls. She always called us pigs. You little pigs. You little red-butted primate little monkey pigs. All you do is poop and eat around here. That's all you do. Don't speak to your mother. You grunt like the pigs you are. My mother figured that's how men should talk. It's true. You don't think your old man grunts? Give him a steak. Honey, you like that? So specific. He's so... 
My He's exactly the opposite of what just happened. Richard Lewis. Like, Richard Lewis was just all over oh, doing whatever, and he's practiced yeah. all of this. He knew he's true. putting his hands in his pockets. He planned track. that. All of this. Yeah. Yeah. That hand. You got the John hand. Deere 160. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just very no, it's all a script. <laughs> This is all, he does it, I bet he does it the exact same time every time. Oh, it's fun that the two of us, like, yeah. the two shittiest comics in San Francisco are, like, tearing, option, I'm yeah. tearing apart 1996 My comedy. mother said men aren't men until they can find their way to Sears by themselves. That's my Sears sword. doesn't exist! Craftsman oh. <laughs> tools, you can stick up stuff. Come on. Right to that craftsman tool department. I walk in there and my nipples are rock hard. <laughs> They're beautiful. I can buy stuff I don't even need now. Yeah. I got a gear puller. I got no idea what that thing is. Yeah, I wonder if this is before or after uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. I bet it's before. But it looks good on my pegboard. Oh, 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 oh. Is this before or after tool time? That's the that altar to a man. Is the Three grand worth of stuff you'll the, never the, use, right? The and the real pinheads will outline their tools. I know where that baby goes, right there. Stand up, Don't yeah. You touch that claw the hammer, he wrote, right? I mean, I never watched. Uh, you get real weird tools, right? though, you know. These workmen are working on my house. But I get that. They think those will be big brass. Yeah, absolutely. Watch that thing. That's a power staper, sir. Taylor Thomas. Well, I need Where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas now? 238 bucks later. stapling phone books to my brick wall. <laughs> the weird trouble you get in is that home shopping thing. Oh. 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 Consumerism on the phone. Tools from hell on this show. I don't Before know. internet, what? I always get sucked in a good salesman, man. Eliminate the worry, folks, of sharpening scissors at home. Oh. <laughs> Honey, forget about that check to Ethiopia. Here's a major problem here. <laughs> Six to eight weeks it shows up, you know. It's got that, all these instructions. It says attach firmly to a workbench for stability. Is chicken good? the chicken. Come on. I don't have a workbench. But I think we all know where I can buy one. But you seasoned it. There's more for your life. Thank you. Thank you. I popped out Sears, got the 164 Cubans workbench shot me crashing. It's the lemon pepper, is the secret. Four foot bench, 800 pounds, came in a box, yay big. Oregano, salt, paprika, super easy. Kid, you didn't read the circuit, there's some assembly I have so much pork from last night. I have like four pounds of pork at home. I'm going to slice it thin and do something with it and bring it and do something. Sears! Sears, yeah, Craftsman Tools. You can take them back. You can find them on the street, and you can always get new ones. They last forever. And if they don't last, Sears, I bought some tools, boy. I got needle nose, vice grip, a monkey mother. Guaranteed, Craftsman Tools. If you find Craftsman Tools in like a garage sale, they get broken. You can always send them back and get new ones. They're worth a lot of money. They're good tools. Yeah, I got tools that fix tools. I, I don't know how that works. Like I'm, I feel terrible yeah, that I'm bored by Tim Allen because he's supposed tape. to be like. You got to have the duct tape. Mm. Duct tape. I know duct yeah, tape is hilarious. If you duct can't tape. fix it, duck it. That's what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah, cure yeah. that little problem with the dog right away. <laughs> but that some assembly required to hurt you or a loved one. My mom gave me a gas grill for my birthday. I got the Sunbeam 3300. Oh, yeah. If, if no one eats the food, I'll take it home, and then I'll slice it up and make it into chicken salad. And then I'll make it on sandwiches. It's like a car bomb in that crate, though. Because I've got the witchcraft together. Butane hoses and tanks and fittings. Oh. And I took used to shoot coals as I could so that I could save coals for you the ever finished something, but you still got a bag of real important-looking parts left over? Oh, yeah. Barbecues at the studio. Well, hey, honey, I, I mean, I have a barbecue here. He's the headliner when he's born. You should have seen I feel the flame come out of that hood. <laughs> I don't feel terrible. Fuck tomorrow. He has more money than I Honey, stop running around like that. You're just making those flames grow on you like that. Not. You didn't burn that meat, did you? I'm sorry. Before this must he, be like, a fuel regulator them. of some sort. <laughs> Just comes into town. I don't think it's supposed to spray in the air like that. You should bump, bump, Guess bump, I don't need to tell you, though, do I? Women are always mad. Women are always mad. Burn her head. She's always mad at me. Man. Always get stuff dirty. Mm. I just washed that for Look what you did. Uh. <laughs> he's calling back. I mean, he's doing a lot of callbacks. Good for him. I pull out the hose. What's so tough about that? Everywhere you go, you make the house dirty. He's, He's wearing a bolo. Uh, yeah. He is, and he, that was a subterfuge dick joke, which was yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> this is, and we should what mention, all of this has been what? clean. Yeah. This has been 100% yeah, clean. clean. The only people being dirty are, are me. You're being clean. What's a headlight for in that thing? I've done a couple of fucks wives. Shut the lights out. Let's scare the cat. No, it's okay. Uh, it's a stroller. No power. Babies have never heard that word. Same bobby pin. Never think of picking it up. He's no, never no, no, put no. the microphone in That's his hand. The he's kept job. the microphone in the stand the entire You'll time. With your foot because he's a but because he's a well, I didn't know he's a germaphobe, but he's a good actor and he knows up, how to keep his distance and he's now. got the right volume and he's doing his act outs and he's keeping the microphone there in the stand. Is no good power for him. In these I like to hold the microphone. So he I gets rewired both hands it. for an act out there. Yeah, this old Buick V6 but, he, but I guess garage. if you're gonna leave the microphone in the stand, you have to know your distance so that you could actually be heard. She loves me. She gave me the best gift a woman could give a man is that big tool belt. Got that big cowhide tool belt. Got two cordless drills hanging low. <laughs> oh, I'm wider walking around that house. Ching, cha ching, cha ching. Come on, Betty, break some. Ha, 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 ha. You've been a lot of fun. I'm Tim Allen. Thank you very much. That was much. Tim Allen, everybody. Bored the shit out of me, but I guess everybody else loves that. This is the end of that. Uh, this is from all the things we saw were from 81 to 94. And they put this out in 2000. All right. Pancakes say things because I have to switch the... Uh... Okay. Well, uh, we are listening to Laugh Out Loud, Volume 1. Now volume 2. Oh, Volume 2 now. Um, I believe it was released in 2001. And uh, we're listening to uh, retro comedy. Yeah, so this next one is going to be D.L. Hughley, Jason Alexander, Rhonda Shear, Bruce Bannon, Jeff Altman, John Fox, Norm MacDonald, Paul Rodriguez, Chris Rock, the end. So the ones I know out of here, I know who D.L. Hughley is, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I know who Jason Alexander is, mm -hmm. clearly. Never heard of Rhonda Shearer. Maybe when I see her, I'll know her. Bruce Bannon. I can only think of Steve Bannon right now, but Me spelled too. differently. Jeff Altman. I don't remember who that is. 
John Fox, don't know. Norm McDonald, clearly we know who Norm McDonald is. Yeah. I'd like to see what his set will be like because I don't really like him that much. And to Good see him in like 96, it'll be fine. Story. Paul Rodriguez, obviously I know who that is. And Chris Rock, clearly. So clearly. Weird. Yeah, that... Uh, uh, what did that... It was the second to the last... Now we're watching a thing of a guy going into a jail cell because don't pirate things. In fact, playing this might even be, I don't even know, but because actually that's not true. Because we're recording on top of it, we're not actually, we're creating a new piece of art right. by Creative Commons. Right. So we're allowed to do this, even though they're saying, you're in jail if you do whatever. But this is from that there's. It's so fun to watch old videos too when you're like, that was cool back then. Remember the Matrix? Oh shit. DVD for you, baby. Mutinyradio.fm with Hot Dirty P and Pancake. Yeah, Hot Dirty P. I'm not rapping. Come on now. DVDs are cool. So again, this was gifted to me by Scotto Walker of Flatback Plastic. Gotta walk with flat black plastic gave me laughing out loud. Laughing out loud, America's funniest comedian. It's five Featuring CDs. Classic comedy performances by Chris Rock. Yeah! Look at his hair. Oh fuck no, he has makeup on. Jeff Altman. Bruce Bond. I know who Bruce Banner is. Oh, I don't know. Jason Alexander. No way. And D.L. Hewley. I know why people have to go. And they all have the square thing, couldn't play, couldn't play her, couldn't play. I saw the dumbest sign in the world in Los Angeles today. A sign that said, don't do drugs, call a friend. (laughs) Who is this sign for? Because birds of a feather flock together. (laughs) Can you imagine one of these guys calling their friends, hey man, I'm in trouble, I'm about to hit the pipe. (laughs) Don't do anything until we get there. (laughs) Come on, cause it's a party of a man, man house, let's go. No, no, you got this, got this gang problem in Los Angeles. I grew up in Los Angeles in a gang, man. Later on, I went to college, got my life together, got a job in corporate America, which was cool, except every once in a while, I would have a gang flashback, turning a memo in spray paint. That was, you know, it was not cool, man. I don't know, man. It was rough growing up, because I had a rough mother, man. It was tough to be a gang member when you had to be home when them streetlights came on, remember that, man? Didn't matter what you was doing, you knew when them streetlights came on, huh? I'm gonna go with Jimmy House, we're gonna play. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Remember back in the days when your mother's sole purpose in life was to embarrass the hell out of you? You'd be on the phone real late at night trying to be cool. Your mother walking there, I know. You are not on my phone this late at night. They don't make me come in and embarrass you. It's like, damn, mama, what was you just doing? Why don't you hop on the phone? I don't know, man. Black parents are just different than white parents. No better, no worse, just different. So a movie called Poltergeist. In the movie, a little white child was trapped in a TV set, and her parents started crying. (laughs) Carolyn, to the TV! What are we gonna do? (laughs) You know, had that been a black mother, she would have been proud. (laughs) She'd have picked up the phone, called her best friend, said, Girl, turn the channel (laughs) 2! It's true, 
because every day in this country, every day in this country, four children are abducted and are killed by somebody they know every day. And white people put their picture on a milk cart. Like if you sick enough to steal a child, you was drinking milk to get that way. Y'all was missing for two weeks. My mother put my picture on a bottle of Jack Daniels. They found me in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, here go your son right here. <laughs> you know I damn near drank him. Remember when your mother would go act crazy, man? My mother was crazy, man. Every year she, she'd be dying. Every year my mother was terminally ill. Oh, oh baby, mama gonna die. <laughs> when we were kids, we'd start crying, mama, please don't die, we love you. Y'all don't love me. Because if you love me, you would clean your room. Well, look, mama, we'll see you around, all right? Uh, try not to make a mess on your way out. <laughs> My mother was crazy. I always let you know the rules of the house. Look, young man, I don't care how old you get. As long as you live under my roof, you'll abide by my rules. That's right, you could be 90 years old. Mama, can, can I go outside? <laughs> Hell no, you take your old behind in that room. <laughs> my mother, man, she's crazy. Love my mother, love my father a lot too, man. My father, one of those guys that think he cool, but he really ain't. <laughs> you know, one of those guys that won't let go of the idea that he ain't cool no more, you know what I'm saying? Wear the short pants, the black socks, and the sandals, you know that guy? Those are the guys that always want you to go somewhere with them. Son, go to the store with me. Hey, man, forget you, I got an image. <laughs> no. True story, my father's the toughest man I ever knew. True story, true story. Remember, remember guys, man, when you were growing up, man? Every man tried to fight their father one time. A lot of y'all got that blank look, because every time you try to, you almost black out, huh? That was a butt whooping, wasn't it? And the white guy tricked me, said, look, if your father hits you, you hit him back and just run. Which sounded like a good idea. I thought I could pull it off till I hit my father. He turned to the six million dollar man. Oh, ran past me to go get the neighbor so he would have an audience while he beat the hell out of me. Come on, there's gonna be a butt whooping. My son just hit me, come on. Cause you know how the fight starts. The first thing, because you look at your father and you go, you, you know, 16 years old, you start looking at your father and go, he's a little older, a little slower. I can take him. But you can't. My father, the toughest man I ever knew, two stories, six years ago, my father got hit by a train and lived, I swear to God. Now, you already think your father's a bad man, but when he gets hit by a train, it changes your whole reality. Like, can anything kill this man? Damn. I'm not lying, I came home from a date, my father was laying in bed. Son, where have you been? I said, Dad, I was out on a date. Well, while you was out on a date having fun, you know I got hit by a train. <laughs> Dad, how'd you get hit by a train? How does anybody get hit by a train, fool? I was listening to Al Green, heard her knock the door, open it up, a train came in and kicked my butt. <laughs> Every time we want to piss him off, we go, Dad, so <laughs> Thank you, you gave my name Diego. <laughs> Thanks, DL. Next up, Jason Alexander. This is exciting! It means that somehow, somewhere, someone thinks that I have achieved at least semi-celebrity status, which is very nice. The problem is, once you've achieved celebrity-osity, you can't help but ask how you've achieved it and what you can possibly do with it to better your fellow men. So I asked myself, how did I become a celebrity? Worked for 20 years, nothing. Did one movie and became the scumbag who tried to rape Julia Roberts. 
was in. He was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, the Forget Julia that Roberts she's movie, playing a prostitute. So I'm great. an animal. So great. Pretty woman. He was a pretty a woman. He was a bad guy. But I'm an animal. So you can imagine my joy and relief to be finally playing Jerry's cute, cuddly, neurotic pal George on Seinfeld, and the show's a hit, and I'm again a record. <laughs> Again, a sort of a recognizable figure, but with a whole different image. And I vowed, all right, Mr. Celebrity, when your fellow man reaches out to you, thou shalt respond. Well, we do an episode of Seinfeld where George tells about how he was in the throes of passion with a woman in her tiny one-room apartment when he realized undeniably and overwhelmingly a certain intestinal necessity <laughs> and embarrassed that it might be cacophonous Damn. and being delicate he had gas he left saying that he was in reality batman and he had just seen the bat signal it's a joke it's a cute story i get a letter from an organization called giddy gastrointestinal distress during intercourse this is a large group of men who, when stressed, and particularly sexually stressed, suffer severe gastric discomfort, and they were moved, <clears throat> so to speak, by, by my sensitive portrayal, and would I come and address their membership? And I'm thinking, this is like some cosmic joke. I have sworn, sworn to reach out to my fellow man, and my fellow man is a bunch of chronic flatulators. I don't know. Picturing guys in bed with women locked in passion sweet song and blowing off the sheets like the finale of the 1812 overture. It's a, and I'm being asked to walk into an auditorium full of these guys. Somebody lights a cigarette, I'm history. The place is a powder cap. Thank you, Jason. And now, here's Wanda because I'm glad to be here. I had a very harrowing experience yesterday. I had to make that annual visit to the gynecologist. Ew. Actually, it wasn't so bad. My doctor was getting old. His handshakes. <laughs> See, guys, that's why we spend the entire day there. Um, actually, half the day. The other half, we go to the mall. <laughs> hack and jokes, hack jokes. Like Girls like to shop. Girls like to shop. I have big hair. Girls like to wake shop. Wake up in the morning, go to the closet, and hate everything in there, and then realize you spent the night out at someone else's house. <laughs> I like to shop. I was in this store, and this girl grabs me at the cosmetic counter. I got very paranoid because she goes, you have to start using this cream. It's great when you start to lose your looks. This is like the one thing I wish they had a lost and found department for. See, guys don't have to worry when they start to lose their hair because they don't lose it. It starts growing into their scalp and out their nose. <laughs> then they just kind of comb it over and do that hair nose over the <laughs> It's very attractive. Um. <laughs> oh, so anyway, I have this little spandex dress on because my boyfriend bought it for me. Guys like these little spandex dresses, don't they? They're about... Spandex, a girl just walked by on the street and her whole ass was hanging out, pancake nested. It was a good ass. It was a belt. 
Yeah, she walked by, she had her whole ass hanging out. Jim it was great. Was free that night, she had a little sunburn on her butt cheeks, too, which meant she was at Dolores. My boyfriend's from, from New York, and I'm from New Orleans, so there was a major cultural difference between the two of us. So when we fight, I put on the southern accent. I said, honey, down south, we have a saying. Men are like streetcars. Another one comes along every five minutes. He said, yeah, honey, in New York, we have a saying. Women are like subways. You pay to get on, and the whole ride, you live in fear. <laughs> Sure, the guys like that. This is an interesting room because everyone's so lit up. Night, uh. But I am from New Orleans, and I know you're thinking I didn't go to college, but I did with this big blonde hair. You need a big blonde hair to get into the college that I went to. I, I didn't like school too much. I took some of those great courses like Lincoln, the man, and the car. Um, <laughs> But this is true, before moving out to Los Angeles to seek fame and fortune, I was a former Miss Louisiana. Thank you. And I went to the Miss America pageant, and I came out 49th. Well, I would have come out 50th, but Miss Iowa couldn't get her tractor started for the talent competition. You think it's easy to be in those pageants? It's not. You know what they do? They send you a manual on how to win. I got written instructions on how to wave properly. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. My little brother found the instructions and almost went blind. <laughs> <laughs> then they get to the interview portion of the pageant where they have the top 10 girls standing there. They actually asked Miss Arkansas to spell Mississippi. She said, why, is that the river or the site? <laughs> <laughs> then they get to Miss Texas. Those girls place every year. She goes, hi, I represent the Lone Star State. My name is Betty Lucille. I'm 22 and I am a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Betty, that's why your diaphragm flew out in the middle of your tap dance. <laughs> It was a darn good talent, though. She retrieved it. <laughs> they got to me. I couldn't take it seriously. I said, hi, my name is Rhonda. I'm from New Orleans, which is also known as the Big Easy. And I think all you judges can vouch for that. <laughs> so let me ask no one knows the diaphragm. How many people here great. are married? <laughs> how many people by applause are single? hope they always cheer but you see there's a lot of side benefits to marriage like sex every night <laughs> and occasionally your partner will join in <laughs> see I'm single but we go through a lot of things for you guys like for instance we go out and buy those silky little teddies are these things comfortable to sleep in ladies you wake up in the middle of the night that thing is strangling you like a noose around your neck the panties have to be surgically removed <laughs> And let's face it, in the middle of the day, we can look great, right? We can moose, we can quaff, we can hold everything in, back. But in the middle of the night, we lose muscle control. What if he wakes up and catches us and our stomach is hanging over the edge of the bed? <laughs> then they call us up in the middle of the day and they want to talk sexy to us from work because they think we're running around that little silky teddy all day. You know, maybe we're doing something else. Maybe we're out in the backyard, we've got mud on our face and hands, the phones are ring. So like, babe, uh, what do you have on right now? <laughs> Oh, the usual way I water the garden, buck naked with a whip. <laughs> and why is it you guys, when you take off your socks, you sniff them? <laughs> Not just one, but the other one too? 
Like, is it gonna get better or something like fine wine? What's the deal here? And this makes me paranoid. After we make love, I look in the mirror. I look terrible, he looks fantastic. I figured out it's because my makeup is all over his face. I looked down, his nipples were winking at me. They were my eyelashes. I won't even tell you where my Lee Press on nails were. Uh, just to get dressed after they know us. They don't do this on a first date. Because what does it take for you guys to get dressed? You walk past some deodorant, you jump into anything that's standing in the closet. It takes a long time to get this, you know, this messed up look. <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend's walking past the bathroom. He's going, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I go, you're making me nervous. I'm not going. I look like a dog. He said, I don't care. Just grab the water bowl. I've got the leash. Let's go. <laughs> the man isn't to working out. Uh, and see, I don't believe that. I just wear those tight spandex jeans because those things will just like hold everything up and in to unzip them. Then out pops Orca, the killer whale there. <laughs> Actually, my jeans are kind of like some of the men that I dated. They're tight and they give me pain and suffering. <laughs> and they shrink and cold water. Uh. <laughs> so you guys can motivate yourselves to work out, can't you? Guys can do that. They can put on their little earphones and go jogging down the street. Women have to be motivated. Like, I like to go to the gym and get behind the hottest looking chick there. You know, the one who looks like she's using her leotard to floss. <laughs> <laughs> then I kind of meditate as I exercise. I hate this girl in front of me. I wish she'd fall and break her knee. Perfect breast and perfect butt. I know this chick's been liposucked. <laughs> funny when they say stereotypical things and look super hot. Yay! She's great out there. Thank you, Rhonda. Lots of spenders. And now here he comes. People Rich love Bob. cake, but they like it better with frosting. Oh, yeah, Here's an ugly guy. Hey, I gotta tell you, what's all this business about all these postal workers going berserk? Jeez. Went to the post office the other day. Half the wanted posters are their employees. <laughs> One of them was employee of the month. <laughs> these guys get depressed because they can't get promoted past the mail room. That's the only friggin' room there is. <laughs> oh, man. You know, a friend of mine told me that if I got an aquarium and I watched the fish, that could be very relaxing, and I did that. I noticed there's always one fish with one of those little poop things hanging down. <laughs> and then the other fish tell him. When you got a friend with food on his face, you go, hey, pal. And none of these fish down there going, hey, Louie. This is Bruce Bannon. And he has a big mustache. They're down by the castle going, hey, look, really Louie's got one hanging and he's talking to Karen. Oh. Really long hair, but well, you think it's no hair on top of his coming back to the table with toilet paper on your shoe. Try coming back while you're still dragging your business. You guys watch the Discovery Channel? The reason they call it the Discovery Channel is you watch it when you discover nothing else is on. <laughs> Yesterday I watched two rhinos mate for an hour and a half. Now all my pets think it's the all-animal porno network. <laughs> You guys read that new Kinsey sex survey that just came out? They found out that 42% of all women need less than 15 minutes of foreplay to become aroused. 48% need more than 15 minutes. Conversely, 97% of all men only needed to hear the words, come and get it. <laughs> he's also, he's like Tamal, and he has the microphone in the stand. Oh, is it me, or does it seem that every time Michael Jackson gets a new body part, the less and less we see of Tito? <laughs> Who's Tito? Props. You guys ever see these Shriner hats, these fezzes? I gotta figure thousands of years from now, they dig up our civilization, they're gonna think these are giant nipple tassels from alien strippers, huh? No one's gonna believe we wore these on our heads. Oh man, I went to Victoria's Secret to get something for my wife. You guys been to a Victoria's Secret? 
Yeah, nice place. Sales lady came over and asked if she could help. I told her, no thanks, I'm just sniffing. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> but I got her those musical panties. Have you seen those? Those are cool. Embarrassing in public, because every time she crosses her legs, you hear a muffled version of Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> and the speakers keep sliding out. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Anybody here get married in Las Vegas? Boy, isn't that a romantic town? There is nothing like hearing a minister say, you may now kiss the bride. And you get one free lucky pull. <laughs> uh, my wife's pretty kinky. I just got her those magic fingers for our bed. She disconnected nine of them. <laughs> I'm watching a commercial the other day. At the end of the commercial, it comes on, brought to you by the Chicken Advisory Board. What the hell do the chickens do that they need an advisory board? You got some guy in the pen going, I'm not telling you chickens, you gotta do this. Highly recommend it. Worst commercial by far. Have you seen the ones for disposable depend diapers for adults? Have you seen the ones on cable? They got two guys on the golf course. One guy goes, Murray, I gotta go to the clubhouse and go to the bathroom. The other guy goes, Phil, I pinched a loaf on the 13th. I can't remember, back to diapers, Still clean! Poop jokes! I love poop jokes. I think thousands of years from now, when they dig up our civilization, they're gonna find these things and go, wow, look at the size of the babies these people were birthing. Whoa. Uh, you guys keeping up on, you know, Joe Camel, the smoking camel for camel cigarettes, Joe Camel? Yeah, they just found a lump in his hump. And, uh, bad news is they had to remove the lump and the hump. And the good news is now he's got a great gig as a llama. There you go. I gotta tell you, I wanna give everybody a little water saving tip because you never know when we're gonna be in the middle of another drought. First of all, everybody's shower head is about this high. If you lower your shower head just to here, you save all that water from here to here the entire time that you're taking a shower. And that's just simple physics. Talk about bad luck today, I bought a box of Rice Krispies with Tourette syndrome. He goes, snap, crackle, you suckin', chuckin' piece of crap, pop. <laughs> just got one of those new rear wipers for my car, and it works great, but I'm telling you, you gotta sit just right. All right. Anybody ever belong to a frat or sorority or belong to one now? I never joined one. I'll tell you what, I went to about eight meetings. They were all exactly the same. Always some guy out front going, all right, welcome to our frat. Now, what does it mean to be in Sigma Nu? It means dignity and self-respect. And I hope you understand dignity and self-respect. Now, to get into our frat, you got to ride this moose around campus naked with a jock strap on your head singing Whip It. <laughs> I can't believe some of these uh, companies, they let merge in the products they make. You guys know the company that makes Clorox, also makes kitty litter and barbecue sauce? You got the board sitting around one day going, you know, we already make bleaching kitty litter. Why the hell aren't we making barbecue sauce? <laughs> the guys bumping each other down in research. You just got bleach on the kitty litter. No, you got kitty litter on the bleach. Hey, put another shrimp on a Barbie. That's not too bad. <laughs> that was a Reese's joke that he didn't even ask. Who is this? Where'd this guy go? By the He's way, great. I was doing some musical research, and I found out it was actually white people that came up with rap music. Only they call it square dancing. <laughs> you guys keeping up on this Jeffrey Dahmer character, a guy that ate 17 people? Whew. I can understand one or two. But 17, you're eating just to eat. 
Burger Joe. They found those heads rotting in the refrigerator. That shouldn't happen. Those go in the crisper. <laughs> and they found a jar of testicles in his apartment. Can you believe that? A jar of testicles? Or it's like, hey, what are you eating for breakfast? Uh, nothing, honey. Oh, shit. Bruce Bannon, B-A-N-N-I-N. Without glasses, as you may know me, glasses tonight so I can read and let you know who's here with us. This guy looks hey, like... Man, uh, How are you folks doing? Where are you guys from? Oh, that's he great. He looks like you know, uh, Bob Saget light. He looks like poor man's Bob Saget. Short man's Bob people Saget. People get mad. They sound as if they're being electrocuted. Even if it's real low energy, it still sounds like low voltage. Like... I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little unnerved tonight, a little strange. I'm missing my favorite show, Jeopardy. We have Jeopardy fans here tonight. Yeah. My favorite show. I, 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 are you good? Well, yeah, I guess so. Sure. I can watch the show. I can watch the show for two weeks, not know one damn answer. I just, I'm very jealous of those guys that are the big winners. You know, the guys that come back week after week. You know, until you meet them, you're jealous until you meet. Uh, my name is Floyd Gockler. I'm assistant librarian here at Wyoming State University. I enjoy reading and picking things off myself. These are the big winners. And uh, Alex Trebek can start to get you after a while. He's just a little, I just, I see him looking at his cuffs all the time. He just thinks he's a little too cute, doesn't he? You know, Alex, and he loves, he loves when you screw up. He loves when somebody makes a mistake because he's got those little cards in his hand, you know? He can tell you what's wrong. No, I'm sorry, Bob, the capital of Yemen is Sinai. <laughs> sure, like he knew, you take away the cards, he's blank as a blackboard. He's Chuck Woolery without the cards. <laughs> My dad loves uh, Jeopardy. My dad was great. As my dad got older, you know, you can tell, dad's pants go one of two directions. As they get older, they either go like this. <laughs> uh, what's that, honey? You know, somebody left the cap off the cheese whiz. <laughs> Case of my dad, just the opposite. He started getting older, the pants started creeping up on him. <laughs> up and up and up. By the time he was 65, it was just a belt and a head, you know? I don't need this baloney, buddy boy. I'll flip you like a cheese omelet, pal. That's right. Thank you, Jeff. Next on stage, John Fox. So, how many people think I look like Captain Kangaroo after a rough weekend? <laughs> well, you're a sensitive group, I'll tell you that right now. I'm bringing my girlfriend this week. We're at that stage of the relationship where you know it's over, but you hate to lose that stereo. <laughs> She's not that bright. She called me up yesterday. She said, John, the light bulb in the bathroom burned out. I don't know how to change it. I said, first, you fill the tub with water. <laughs> I called today. There's no answer. I like this guy. He's, he's self-deprecating oh, and weird-looking out the box. I like being a comic. Wasn't always a comic. Before I did this, I was a house painter for five years. Five years. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever finish that house. 
He's got the microphone in his hand. I like it. Hand on the stand. That's, I like I put my hand That was a rough gig. you got to remember a lot of drinks as a bartender. Not like a Western movie where a guy would walk in and only have two choices, whiskey or beer. Never heard John Wayne walk into a bar like, Oh, can you make a pink squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> Slippery nipples for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. Orgasms for my partners. Make them doubles. Wow. Who's John Fox? I've never heard of him. He's at the punchline somewhere. I like Western movies. I wouldn't want to be born in the Western days, though. Doctors really weren't that hip. They didn't know what you had. They just diagnosed as a cold. <laughs> hey, Doc, I went out with Mary Lou last week. I got blisters all over my lips. <laughs> Looks like you got a cold. <laughs> Herpes is always funny. Hey, Doc, I went out with Mary Lou a month ago. Take a look at this sore puffed up song. <laughs> Looks like you got a bad cold. Get the hell out of my office, Mister. That happened once with Dennis. Dennis was like, you have mad herpes. I can't Every Western movie you've ever like, seen, oh, a lady has a baby on the prairie. Always that one cowboy takes charge. He goes, all right. But he's some soap, some rags, some buckets of hot water. She gonna have the baby here? No, we're gonna wash the truck and take her to town. <laughs> Salute you women for having babies. Let's face it, if men had babies, there wouldn't be any. <laughs> That's right, girls. Think guys did that thing once a month? That'd be a drag on fellas. <laughs> Imagine carrying a tampon in your wallet. <laughs> the other things wouldn't fit, would they? <laughs> well, either just got paid or he's having his period. I don't know. <laughs> The weird thing about this is that the audience is completely oh, God, oh, God. It, it feels I can't weird. believe it. <laughs> Guys have to call in sick for work and stuff. I'm like, hey, Bubba. <laughs> it meant at their period, but um, 25 years ago, still funny. Oh, goodness. Like a freaking river around Paula. Been on the heating pad all night long. Next is Neil McDonald. Oh, God. Would you just leave me a camouflage shirt, put it in a closet, and I can't find that nowhere. <laughs> Sunday's my favorite day of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, Sunday's the day you get out of bed, boom, you go straight to the couch. <laughs> you don't brush your teeth. You don't comb your hair. You just lay there and scratch. <laughs> Eat a pickle for breakfast. <laughs> Wash down with 
around with a cold beer, find something to scratch. Walk around your underwear like your dad. Where's the TV guy? Who's got the toenail clipper? You find him, you find a TV guy. your dad scratch his backside. So he's that look in his eyes like he found something new. <laughs> Modern remote control. <laughs> Here wake up Sunday morning, them Saturday night, Ninja hangovers. How'd <laughs> you wake up with like no two hairs in your head pointing in the same direction? <laughs> your hair's got that I've been screwing against the headboard look. <laughs> your eyeballs have a heartbeat of their own. <laughs> your mouth tastes like you've been drinking hot dog water. <laughs> gets to the finish line, stops, turns around, and goes, after you! <laughs> Next race, put money on a horse called Illegal Alien. <laughs> I know that sucker can run. <laughs> he got beat by Border Patrol. <laughs> I like to gamble, boys and girls. I'm gonna gamble. I wanna gamble on something they have a chance of winning. Now, you seen this commercial, the girls come out, compare their hands for cash. These are my hands. These are my mom's. She's 30 years older. I'll bet you can't tell. <laughs> If we're gonna bet, pop out those hooters. I'll tell you who's who. I'll go you double or nothing on those jokers. I saw my grandmother's once. <laughs> like a couple bananas that went bad. <laughs> you don't laugh, guys. When you're 50, your thing looks the same way. You don't believe me, that's this man right here, that's hey. You didn't try to do one the first day, did you? <laughs> I got an aunt that weighs 500 pounds. She went to a fat farm to give her a blue ribbon. <laughs> she got on scales at one at a time, please. One at a time. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day, she had dinner for six hours. She said, I think I'm going to walk this meal off. <laughs> she said, call me when you get to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thin 
around this world. I don't think it's fair. I think overweight people are just as beautiful as thin people, huh? Yeah! Maybe not. <laughs> I'm jogging the other day. I see these two people jog by me, slim, trim. They look great. I hate their guts. <laughs> Keep the rhythm to sing this Diet Cola song. They're like, and I'm drinking. Diet Cola, and it shows. I think it's about time overweight people had a theme song, too. But they can sing while they're shopping. In between the aisles, just feeling good. About myself. Candy section. I cleared the shelf. <laughs> Ate a pizza. Drank a milkshake, and it shows. Good night, guys. You did great. Norm McDonald. Oh, thanks. How are you guys doing? All right? The weirdest show I ever saw. I ever see the dating game? That's a weirdest show. The prize on the dating game, another contestant. Talk about cheap, you know, they chuck you somebody else. And they always do the same thing on the dating game. They get a beautiful girl, match her up with three big geeks. You know? Last week they had a guy, I was like a crazy guy, loony bin, psycho. Wingnut, crazy guy. You can tell by the way they introduce him. You know, they go, Bachelor number two is a shadowy lurking character. <laughs> From no fixed address, please welcome. Guy comes shambling into the studio, well thumb copy of Catcher in the Rye sticking out of his back pocket area. And then they made the girls ask those questions. They always be laced with sexual innuendo, you know? Girl gotta go, Bachelor number two, if I were a popsicle. What would you do to me then? What? That's what it says in the card here, something about a popsicle. And then the guy goes, well, if you were a popsicle, huh? Well, first of all, I guess I'd uh, take your wrapper off. If you know what I mean. Then I'd grab a hold of your sticks. If you know what I mean. Then I'd... Press you against the counter till you're broken, too. <laughs> but put half you in the freezer till later. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you understand what I'm getting at there? I, crazy guy that turned out to be. Ah, but everything's expensive, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to buy this dog. You should have seen this dog. This guy wanted to sell me a dog in the store. It was $600, this dog. Can you believe it? $600 for a dog? No transition oh, man. like a professional. I was looking to pay, you know, a, a buck. <laughs> I just wanted a bargain dog, a nice discount dog, a cheap, off-the-rack kind of dog, any kind of... Show me to your bin of dogs, my good man, I said to the guy. But this guy says, no, he says, he says why don't you buy this dog? He says, this, it's 600 bucks, this dog, but he says, this dog is a pit bull. He says, this dog will protect your valuables. You know, and I don't even have anything very valuable, you know. I, I buy the pit bull, that would be the most valuable thing I have. Oh, they all love Norm MacDonald. I'm sorry, I've never... I'd have to buy something to protect it then, you know. I, it's, it's because he has the yeah, shopping for Wolverines the next day there. No. Wait to sit up there. Show me something like in idiot. a timber wolf if you could. Makeup. 
He has makeup on. Oh, you don't want a dog like that. Okay. I want a dog to do things for me, you know? Fetch my slippers and things like that. You know, Pitbull won't do that. I say, hey, Pitbull, fetch my slippers. You know, Pitbull go, I could kill you, pal. <laughs> I'm a Pitbull. Don't you read the papers or anything? I, I don't fetch slippers. I fetch people. That's all I... I could fetch you a guy. That's the best I could do. Maybe be wearing some slippers. <laughs> How about I bump a guy off around bedtime? How about that? You go all right then. Fair I enough. I've never liked Norm McDonald. Boy, those dogs will kill you fast too, man. Just they rip your throat out. That's what Pitbull does. He goes, ah! rips your throat out, and you die. And uh, you die before it hits you. Dog be in the air. You go. I think I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> When I was a kid, it was a Doberman. That was a mean dog when I was a kid. And they'd rip your throat out, too, but they'd give you a little, you know, head start. Cheekbones. That's all I can see. Doberman, see on the street. Is that your house over there? Blush and yeah. cheekbones. <laughs> and there's a woman in the thing shaking her head like, I don't get it. I know, lady. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Why are those so I, You don't even see Dobermans around anymore. You know, it's that because Pitbulls have all the work now. They're the big dog. Dobermans, once in a while you see him on a street corner, you know? I Sad. hate Norm MacDonald. I'm sorry. Park I'm going to talk about it during a second. I used to be I'm totally somebody. bored by him. There is, this is from 96, too. This is before he even... I'm this a Doberman. Is hey. During SNL when he was boring as got fuck. And they're like, I love Norm MacDonald. I love Norm... I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't... He was okay on Adam Sandler's, like... Yeah, uh, they're all going to laugh get at you. I don't killer dogs. When I buy a dog, I always try to buy a dog that, you know, if he goes berserk, I can take him. I got to... I like to be able to beat up my dog if I have to. <laughs> I got a, I got a wiener dog. You know, I got one of those. Wiener dog can't rip your throat out, you know. You step on your punchlines, you dumb. Unless you're lying down, you know. That'd be about the only lots of money and writes dumb books that everybody reads. You'd have to be lying down sleeping, and the wiener dog pointless. sneak up late at night, start nibbling at your throat there. That's the book fake autobiography. Oh, wake up. Oh, get away from me. He talks oh, about how like he stalked Sarah Silverman. That's the most entertaining part Where of my vein back there. That's my vein you got. I, well, I read the whole book and I was so angry at the end of it. I was like, why? Does this get to be a bestseller? Fucking good thing. Oh, everyone loves Norm Macdonald. He's so alt. Oh no, his book. Hey, got a wiener dog over there, huh? Who's bestseller for me? You can still look up Norm McDonald's dumb book. Okay, listen. That's the end. And everyone's sort of like, jokes, oh, they didn't say anything. I don't even know if Barry, but everyone thinks I'm funny. Why? I don't know. Everyone's kind of funny. Good, 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 good you, for you. And now, here's Paul Rodriguez. People that you respect. I'm talk a Mexican. Just like the kind that make you mad on the freeway. <laughs> Double down on the racist tropes. Yeah, 1996, baby. And, and we understand the situation. Our cars only go 35 miles an hour. Yours would too if you had 40 Mexicans in the trunk. People get upset right there behind you. Beep, beep, damn it, move, move. We gotta go to work. We don't have no works to go to. <laughs> Which leads me into Reaganomics. <laughs> yeah? From the Chicano perspective, Mexicans, we like Ronald Reagan. We don't like his policies, but we can identify with his hairdo. <laughs> he goes it back, puts plenty of pomade. That's enough to get the Hispanic vote. So good man, Reaganomics. 
Ronald Reagan and his programs. I'd like to thank him, because I'm here under the CETA program for Hispanic comedians. <laughs> but you're sitting there wondering, how do you know that I'm a Mexican? Well, here's proof, tortillas. Yeah! Double down on the racist troops. Tortilla in the Ladies pocket gang. This is America. Wow. When I tell you I'm a Mexican, don't misunderstand me. I'm American. And it's great to be American, and so are all of you. Ethnic groups is what made America the unique nation in the world. Where else but in America could a Mexican girl date an Irish guy, drive a Japanese car to a Chinese restaurant, come back and be arrested by a black cop? Yeah, that's a script, baby. And that's how you write a joke. And he rocks as people come. And if you are gonna be arrested, do it in Los Angeles. Because here the police are polite and courteous. Is he mic'd? When they pull you he's over, he's using they say, the mic. No, he's just using. He has the mic in the stand. Because that was some really good pickup. Well, he walked away from the mic. He kept his mouth by it, though. He like kept his. He like walked sure, around the mic. Sure, like. here and there. It's quite understandable. But the police are courteous because when they pull you over, they say, "Please, please pull over." Makes us feel like we got a choice. <laughs> Like we can say, no, thank you, officer. <laughs> I don't have time to chit chat with you right now. Next up, Chris Rock. Because I'm drunk. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm always getting stuff. I was born 96, a suspect. You know that? Exactly. Well, no, the, uh, no, the, all of the clips Angeles, that they've been using are from spot, 81 through like 97, but this was right compiled in 2000. Wow. Uh, but it's all these things so that are happening. This See, is when all I, like when I super old sets. All of you should. All how kinds fortunate of we are. And it's a five CD set. You find the fifth CD, sadly, isn't included in it because it, this was found, I think, on the street. But just today, so I, there's went the, to a I have the first four CDs. That was the banger. Run by a black yeah, the fifth one had Adam Sandler for the second time. It's exciting. I might put in a. Disc three for Adam Sandler, and then what are we doing at eight o'clock? Hey, how you doing? Where's the TV cameras? Hey, stand up better than his movies. Can you believe it? The magic of Are you saying that Adam Sandler's movies aren't amazing? Did you not cry and click? Did you not cry like a baby? Jack and Jill, I did see, and I enjoyed it very much. My son or my lost son? I don't know that my lost son. I did love Jack and Jill though because it was Adam Sandler being his weird lady voice, and and it made me cry because he loved. His sister at the end, which was his twin, which was himself. And it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. That's what my mother Whenever said. I'm in defense of. But we like to keep Adam up to the times here, so we do. We cut a tortilla like course. this. We got Chicano Pac-Man. Also, a lot of big people walking. He just turned a tortilla into a Pac-Man. We just yes, missed that. Yes, like, that was Mexican, a prop. That was nice. That was a Mexican prop. That in his pocket? He, was, he pulled it out of his pocket earlier. He put it down. He used it again. He used a second. He used it twice. But he broke it the second time and made it into a Pac-Man. Since chills up and down my unemployment check. It's, it's one of those things where... When, Ladies and gentlemen, if you've got, if you've got a fun please. accent, use it. Don't right? these if you guys. can they be went to school for Chicano, fucking use the fun voice. If you're a Desi comedian and you can do the fucking Indian accent, fucking do it, yo. I, I mean, whatever voice. I'm from East Los Angeles. 
And of course, you've heard the news. It's a violent place. There's a He's lot definitely of good people there, but there's bad people everywhere. Because that's Chicano the way things are. I don't know. Flavor. But I used to be in the baddest gang Only of them all in East LA. I belong to the like warlords. This range. Oh I'll give your cameras oh, back. Okay. Let's see how he brings yeah, the audience back. Everybody booed him for a second. The Jewish gang across the tracks. They were the landlords. <laughs> He turned an ooh into a capital. Look at him. There's a Jewish person in the back. Some Jewish people, don't be offended. My father is half Mexican, half Jewish. He's a migrant stockbroker. <laughs> and when we have Passover, we serve the Manichevis for everybody here. Hip joke. Thank you very much. Huh? What can I tell you? This is my attire. This is my pants. And these are... We wear baggy pants. Caucasians always asking us, why do you Chicanos wear such baggy clothes? <laughs> well, it facilitates shoplifting. <laughs> I can He's get a color TV set in this sucker right here. Pleated front <laughs> pants. It is 1996. We can transfer life into other things. There's a lot of it's a lot of people here, especially in California, who defend different animals. Don't kill the whales. Save the seals. But no one is talking about our best friends, las cucarachas. <laughs> You know why I admire cockroaches? Because they are survivors. After the Russians bomb us, we bomb them. Roaches shall inherit the earth. Because you can kill them. The thing I love about cockroaches is that they are so... They fit in. They blend in wherever they are. Also, he's kept the they microphone in the, the stand the whole time. of whoever's house they live in. The roaches just, in my apartment are Chicanos. You can tell. It's usually joke workshop, so we room. might as well break it down, Jack. right? But like, when he's, so he's doing act out and he chooses to leave they it in the stand. They write their names on your refrigerator. Well, he's projecting. He's projecting to the room. And they obviously have roommates around. So if he can project, he can project. Because all of that boils down to the point I'm trying to make. You no, know, he's making. Is that here you know. we are, and we've got no choice but to get along. Because in every race, God put brilliant people and put stupid people and put pretty people and put ugly people. And ugliness is a statistic. <laughs> Look around, there's some here. How many people here are ugly and know it? <laughs> I guess you want me to point you out, huh? Christmas. Statistics are that one out of every six people on earth is ugly. So what we can so say is because he has a microphone still on the stand, this is, this is a testament to They're the sound looking, person well, because everything can be heard. So Thank good on you. All right, Thank our you. last comedian and, uh, here he comes. on this. Chris oh, my God, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. So what's up? Look at his hair, kid in play. So perfect. I'm wearing a leather street. jacket. Uh. So it's prostitute? Asked her how much. She said, $300. I'll do anything you want. I said, bitch, paint my house. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone out of the stand. So I had a lot of jobs before I got into comedy, man. I used to work at McDonald's. I used to work at McDonald's making minimum wage. You know what it means when somebody pays you minimum wage? You know what they're trying to tell you? It's like, hey. If I could pay you less, I would. <laughs> but it's against the law. A lot of people want to get rid of the minimum wage. Stupid. You know what would happen if there was no minimum wage? Nobody would get paid money. People would be like, so what you make this week? Yeah, a can of spam and a toenail clip. 
So a big election year this year, man. Big election. You know what I hate about election years? It always put down women as a minority. So it's like blacks, Hispanics, and women. Don't women outnumber everybody? <laughs> so how can you be a minority if you outnumber everybody? That's impossible, man. There's a lot of women out there, man. There are more women than roaches, okay? <laughs> a lot of women. When you think about real hard, women should rule the world. You're smarter than us. Yay, yay. Thanks, Chris Rock. You're more mature than us. You outnumber us. You live longer than us, but you don't rule the world. You know why? Because we can knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny is always funny. The bottom line, man, education don't mean nothing. Nothing. You could have a million dollars in the bank, be the head of IBM. There's a guy, a little guy, right now working at a gas station that can't read or speak English that could beat the mess out of you, all right? <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, the most powerful woman in the world, I will kick her ass. You know? <laughs> now, I'm a little guy, but I'll beat Margaret up in a minute. Oh, man. But I like women. My mother's a woman. That helps. Uh, you know, a lot of difference between men and women. One big difference, women are attracted to fame. A lot of women will sleep with an ugly, famous guy just because he's famous. And they go, well, I don't like him because he's famous. He's got that certain something. That million dollars, that's what that something is. <laughs> like Mick Jagger gets laid all the time. If Mick Jagger drove a cab, he'd be the ugliest man in the world. <laughs> Women are into that. Men don't care anything about fame. You know, I never heard a man in my whole life go, you know that Roseanne is hot, man. Oh. Roseanne is hot. Come on, bro. Drugs. I don't get high, man. I don't do any drugs whatsoever, which is kind of like a handicap nowadays. You realize when you don't get high, everything you do wrong is completely your fault. <laughs> it's all your fault, man, because there's no rehab and stupidity, okay? Delayed clock work. Fucking Chris Rock, motherfuckers. I remember I crashed my father's car. He came into the police precinct. He's like, was it drinking? Was it smoking? I said, no, sir, your son's an idiot. <laughs> I, I hate drugs. I hate, like, athletes on drugs. I think athletes on drugs should be punished more severely than everybody else, because they're role models. And kids follow their role models. You tell a kid, oh, don't be like Dwight Gooden. Be like me. What does a kid see? A kid sees Dwight Gooden driving by the Mercedes-Benz while you're waiting for the number four bus, right? <laughs> commercials to stop kids from using drugs, but who do they use? Drug addicts. Yeah, that's real smart. Yeah, that's kind of like using a bunch of diabetics in a Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah, when I bite into a Snickers, I go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just one rib. A lot of drugs. Why? One Cops rib. paid off, that's why. Cops are very much paid off. Cops always say we're looking for drugs. We're trying to find drugs like they're so hard to find, okay? You know, if a cop can't find drugs and a 14-year-old high school dropout can't, what does that tell you, okay? <laughs> okay, when you see a Mercedes-Benz in front of an abandoned building, drugs ain't too far, all right? You see a heliport on top of a liquor store, all right? Heliport on top of a liquor store. That's what's happening right now. Send me my white claw, bitch. <laughs> Come to me, Bob. Oh, man. I was in South Africa the other day. <laughs> oh, was it Boston? <laughs> Did something happen in Boston in 96? What happened? I don't care. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I noticed in life? White guys have quality, dirty magazines. 
white guys have Playboy and Penthouse and Hustler. You know what black guys have? Players Magazine, the lowest, dirtiest, nastiest magazine on the face of the earth. The never pictures aren't even in focus. That's how bad it is. Okay? Never heard of it. You, you get Playboy, the girl that posed all sexy, they happy, they just happy, they naked. You get Players, the girls are mad. They're like. <laughs> You get Playboy, the girls, they airbrush. You don't see any marks whatsoever. You get players, you see like the stretch marks from the eight kids she had. <laughs> see a bullet wound in her behind. <laughs> Yo, thanks a lot. How about it? Chris Rock, everyone. Chris Rock. Laughing out loud. That was uh, 8194 outtakes from the Comedy Improv. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm going to switch the CD and, and we'll be right back with uh, more strange comedy until we get bored. 